Chapter Three of the Pussycat Princess by Edward Anthony. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen in Bellevue, Washington. A pussy finds her earthly joy in howling on a fence. She does not do it to annoy. It is not impudence. Her aim is to be friendly. I am sure that I am right. Hark closely and you'll hear her cry. Meow, are you tonight? As you now know, the royal pussycat began, I am the Princess Pauline, daughter of Thomas the Sixth, king of the cats. I live in a beautiful palace. Thirty-six rooms, five baths, steam heat, hot and cold running water, elevator service all night, and all other improvements it is the most magnificent palace in the world there is nothing in it cheaper than gold there used to be a few silver rooms but my father had them removed and given to the poor my father is a very generous man nothing that i ask for does he deny me when i tire of cow's milk he sees it that i am supplied with goat's or giraffe's milk or any other kind I desire. Once, when I was ill and cranky, I refused to eat the nice, tender gray mouse that was served to me in bed and insisted that I would not taste anything but a green mouse with lavender stripes. My father, even intent upon pleasing me, sent out a thousand knights to hunt for such a mouse. After they had searched all day and failed to find one, my father commanded that one drop out of the sky, and it was served in my room an hour later with a delicious sauce. Every request I have ever made has been granted me. One day I asked for the moon. Needless to say, it was brought to me. After playing with it for a few weeks, I ordered it be put back. One must not be selfish. The palace grounds are well lighted, and I can get along without a moon in the sky, but I must think of my father's subjects. I mention these things to give you an idea of the life of a pussycat princess. It is a life of splendor and ease. One can have anything at all. And that, dear Violet, is what caused all the trouble. I grew tired of the magnificence of my father's court. I longed for a chance to lead the life of an ordinary cat. Above all, I pined for a chance to go out into the world and howl for a night on the back fence. Time and again word had come to me of the fun that ordinary cats have had in this way. If my father would only give his consent, I often thought to howl for a night on a back fence, how happy it would make me. For weeks I was aflame with the idea. I could think of nothing else. Oh, glorious boon, to howl for a night on a back fence. Hasten the day when this heavenly pleasure should be mine. One day I decided to ask my father's consent without further delay. I could keep my secret no longer. I would wait until I found him in good humor and tell him of my plan. I knew he would object at first, but that I should win out if I kissed him sufficiently, 
father loves kisses well one day i found him rolling all over the throne room floor with a ball of catnip i was shocked at first for his majesty is usually very dignified but when i saw him playfully smiling up at me i knew the time had come to ask his consent in the matter so close to my heart father i began may i have a few words with you yes my darling pauline he replied but please be quick about it child this is an excellent catnip ball and i'd like to roll around some more it is the only way i can keep fit to rule the kingdom dear king and father i began i i i wish to leave home what cried his majesty scowling a thing he seldom does after all i have done for you this is too much too much and he began to pace the pure gold floor and wring his paws only for a night father dear i cried you have been good to me i have not forgotten didn't you give me the moon when i asked for it and a green mouse with lavender stripes to eat when i was ill only for a night do i wish to leave dear king and father only for a night and then i kissed him a hundred and eighteen times no i think it was a hundred and twenty-one i kissed him on the left cheek on the right cheek on the forehead on the lips on the whiskers on the nose i kissed him so hard i knocked his crown off when i had done kissing him i made a final appeal oh father if you do not give your consent i shall be the unhappiest kitten in tabbyland give me a chance to get my breath he replied picking up his crown and adjusting it you've pretty nearly knocked the wind out of your poor old father boy hand me the throne he said addressing a page who stood nearby i am tired and wish to sit down the boy handed him the throne and he continued as he seated himself pauline you haven't told me yet why you desire to leave the palace for a night what is the reason dear king and father i replied i wish to howl for a night on a back fence oh let me join the humble cats and sing with them for an evening all my life i have been denied this pleasure please please let me go you are mad child said the king how can a little kitten like you go out into the world alone i will take my governess doggy dorothy i replied she will protect me father she is a good strong dog and will thrash anyone that tries to harm me please say that i may go you may go on this condition that you will never again make a like request the princess pauline daughter of thomas the sixth king of tabbyland does not belong on a back fence i hope you understand that child i do dear king and father i do let me go this time and i'll never ask again you may go he said in his best regal manner but mind only for a night i kissed him again but this time i was careful not to knock his crown off a crown that has too many dents in it is not becoming 
End of chapter 3 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen in Bellevue, Washington